Hello there and welcome to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. Glad to be with you here today on this, uh, what is it? It's a Wednesday, July the 21st. We are currently in, uh, in our Give Up Worry for Good program. We're on week six, day three. This, uh, you know, this is pretty funny the way this is happening. And I'm, I'm looking out the window and man, we're in the midst of a thunderstorm. Hopefully we're going to get this recording uh, worked out with no problems. But I, I have, to, uh, have to share something pretty funny. Well, I'll share it when we start. But uh, today's verse is all about uh, Martha and Mary. Um, and it's, it's very interesting, something that happened just before I, I recorded the show. I'm going to save it until after the prayer uh, because it really it really ties in nicely. But this week is all about trying to get our eyes back on Jesus after being distracted by the things of the world. And nothing really drives that point home better. I mean, but, well, let's just say this. One of the best stories in the Bible that drives this point home is is the saga of Martha and Mary. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. And uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. I hope your your day is going well. I hope you're not affected adversely by the weather. The you know this these summer months can be tricky sometimes. Um, but I I hope you're doing well. I hope you're comfortable. And I hope you're doing well in the give up worry for good program. You know I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. I've only heard good comments. So praise the Lord for that. But if you are if you are struggling and you want to reach out to me, please do so. Please do so. Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Now, something else I realized. There were a few emails, I think, that may have come into me that I that may have fallen through the cracks. So if you write to me, I really do try to answer all my emails. But sometimes, since I'm sort of a one-man operation here, sometimes I get distracted and, and things fall through the cracks. If you really need an answer and you, you really want to get through to me and communicate, please write me again. I, I won't get offended, but... I just hope you understand it is not my intention to ever ignore emails, but just sometimes, sometimes I miss things. So I apologize if that's happened to you. I do encourage you to write to me if you are, um, if you're struggling or if you're having a good time with the program. It's always good to hear positive things too. So just let me know. We're in week six now. We've got eight weeks for this Give Up Worry for Good program. Uh, Congratulations if you're still listening after all this time. You know, it's... It's easy sometimes to give up, to lose your momentum and say, ah, oh, this is tiring when I, I, I've had enough of this, but you're, you're continuing. That's good. And if you, if you stick with this, I really, really believe that it's going to bear good fruit in your life. I really do. So let's get started. Let's first turn to our Father in Heaven in prayer. Let's ask Him to release the Holy Spirit in us today so that we can think differently, so that we can act differently. And then we can really hear his message. I'm also going to pray that I'm able to, to deliver the message. Because I don't want to mess this up because I know the Father has a message for us today. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to come to you, to come before you in prayer. Father, we, we recognize that you can hear us. We recognize that you can see us. We recognize that you love us with an unconditional love. Father, thank you for creating us. We realize that you didn't need to create us. Our our lives add nothing to your greatness. We add nothing to your happiness because you're infinitely happy and perfect. 
But you created us out of love because of the desire to share your goodness, your peace, your love with us. So we benefit a lot from the fact that we cre- that you created us. And we're so grateful, Father. I know we give you a hard time. I know we complain sometimes. For that, we're sorry. We, we, we lose track of your involvement with the things that annoy us. You allow the weather to be a certain way. You allow certain people to come into our lives. You allow storms to take place in our lives. Not to torment us. Not to make us unhappy. Not to take all of our fun away. But to draw us closer to you. So Father, we are sorry that we complain sometimes. And with your help, we're going to try to do better. Father, I ask that you use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words for this program. I know you have a message for us. Please let me know what the message is so I can deliver it effectively. And lastly, Father, please open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can hear what you have to say and also to be willing to put it into practice in our lives. And Heavenly Father, we ask these things in the name above all names, King of kings, the Lord of lords, the bread of life, Jesus Christ, your Son, who is also our Lord and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Following the Truth. I am Gary Zimek, and as I mentioned at the start, we are currently walking our way through The Give Up Worry for Good, the eight-week Give Up Worry for Good program. We're on week six, day three today. We're going to be taking a look at something that happened uh, with Martha and Mary. Okay, but before, before, oh, and and in case you're a a new listener, uh, first of all, welcome. It's it's such a blessing to have you. I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. If you want to find out anything about me, any of my books, if you want to make a donation to my ministry, If you would like to invite me to speak at your church or your conference, followingthetruth.com is the place to go. All right, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, Earlier today, I was on EWTN radio. I do a a, a regular segment every every Wednesday at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time. I've been doing that for years. Uh, But I'm going through some of these verses that we're talking about and give up worry for good. In fact, that's what we call the segment, the weekly segment give up worry for good. And just as I was about to go on the air, I always pray before before I go on the air, something occurred to me, and I, and I did end up mentioning it in the segment with Matt Swaim today, um, the idea that throughout Give Up Worry for Good, and really throughout all of my books, any of them that features scripture verses, we're dealing with facts. I mean, these are facts, whether you like them, whether whether you feel them, whether you like them, none of that changes the fact that these are facts. I know I used facts too many times. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of another word. Um, yesterday on our program, we we read from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 41. When the Lord spoke to Isaiah and said, I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I will help you. That is an absolute, that's a fact. That's not debatable. That is in Scripture. It's a, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is a fact. 
Unfortunately, when it comes to worry, we are often dealing not with facts, but with feelings or with imaginary situations. And, and that came to me, and it's, it, you know, I, I really believe that that's, that's kind of a profound revelation from the Holy Spirit, at least to me it was, the, the idea that when we worry, we're generally either anticipating future suffering which may or may not happen. So it's imaginary. It is not a real situation, okay? The what-if syndrome or the when-is-this-going-to-end syndrome. And as a result, we feel negative things, right, based on those thoughts. If this never ends, how am I going to survive? Or if it never gets better? Or if I never get another job? Or what am I going to do? What if my illness never gets better? You know, these are not real. They're not facts. They're speculations. They're imaginations, whatever you want to call them. Um, on the other hand, or, or feelings. You know, I, I woke up today and I was feeling off. I was feeling kind of down. That, and that happens sometimes. We have feelings that, for whatever reason, we're just not feeling it. That's okay. Sometimes it's based on something we heard on the news Something sometimes it's based on something we may have dreamed. Sometimes it's just based on the fact that it's hot out and we're we're feeling off, so it just makes us sort of feel blah. Okay, but but these are feelings. So feelings are not facts. Speculations about the future they're not facts. But when you read something like we read yesterday and give up worry for good, the Lord's saying to us. You have nothing to be afraid of. I'm going to hold you by the right hand and I will help you. That's a fact. And everything that we read in the Bible, it's a fact. Because the church teaches that the Bible is the inspired word of God. So what we're trying to do, or what I'm trying to do with this, with this whole give up worry thing, is to get us focused. And notice I say us because I'm, I'm going through it too. I have a tendency, I have a tendency to play the what if game and to speculate about the worst case scenario. And I think some of that may go back to my career as a computer a software developer for so many years. It goes back even, even before then actually. But I have this tendency to go worst case very easily. It can happen to me. I, it doesn't take a lot for me to think of the worst case. But again, at that moment in time, that worst case, it's all in my mind. It's not real. And the other thing is, I tend to be affected by feelings, as many of us do. Sometimes the weather is enough to make me feel discouraged or a little flat, you know? So what we're trying to do in this Give Up Worry for Good program, this eight-week program that we're going through right now, is move away from feelings and imaginary scenarios and conjectures and projections and focus more on the facts, the truth that God loves us, that God is with us, and that God is all-powerful. And if we, if we can begin to embrace those facts and that as he said to Isaiah, don't be afraid. 
He didn't say, don't be afraid because you're not going to have problems. He said, don't be afraid because I am with you. I hold your right hand. So there's that connection there. He's not watching us from a distance. He's walking with us close enough to hold our right hand. And he will help us. An all-powerful God wants to help us. That's a fact. That's not a feeling. That's not a what if. That's a what is. So, so that's really big. And I'm really glad that the Holy Spirit gave me that inspiration. Excuse me, I have to take a sip of water. I felt a cough coming on. Um, th- that's a great statement or a great, great thing. to the, it, I just really needed to hear that today. So again, today we're going to hear something that happened with Martha and Mary. It's not speculation. It's not a feeling. It's a real situation. It's a fact. And facts are good, right? So let's, let's look at this today. So today is, again, week six, day three. Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42. So you know, you know the story, right? M- Jesus is visiting the home of Martha and Mary. And um, Martha is running around doing all the work. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha gets completely stressed out. And and lashes out at Jesus saying, hey, why don't you tell her to help me? She's doing nothing and I'm doing all the work. So Martha is frustrated. And then in Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, the Lord answers her. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. And in my, in my email reflection today, I, I talked about something that, um, that I've always felt, and I, I know I'm not the only one, that when you look at this story initially, it just doesn't seem fair. I mean, didn't the work have to get done? Why is Jesus seeming to go against Martha when she's the one doing all the work? How is the work going to get done if Martha isn't doing it, obviously Mary's, if, if Martha doesn't do it, obviously Mary's not working. She's sitting there listening to Jesus. So what's going on here? Um, here's what I think. There's nothing wrong with Martha working. The work does need to get done. But Martha had allowed the work, the housekeeping, the taking care of Jesus. Again, something really good. She allowed it to overcome her to the point where she lost sight of why she was doing what she was doing. It became all about getting things done and not about entertaining and providing for Jesus. She lost sight of the Lord in the midst of the work. She was too busy. And I think that's something that all of us really should, uh, all of us struggle with, I, I think, when do we, where do we draw the line? You know, I got a million things to do. How am I going to find time for prayer? Right? Do you ever feel that way? And it's, it's a challenge, but what the Lord said, the Lord teaches us through these words to Martha, that sitting at his feet, spending time with him, taking a break, is ultimately more important than doing the work. That doesn't mean the work shouldn't get done. 
We all have work to get done. But we have to make sure if we're going to have any peace in life. Because if you look at it, Martha was working, but she wasn't peaceful. She was miserable. If we're going to experience peace in life, and if we expect to be productive, we need to really spend time with the Lord. We can't shut Him out. And we have to make that conscious decision to spend time in His presence. Now, um, one thing that comes to mind, well, let me tell you a story first, and this is why I I think this is... um, I think this is really funny because on this day, it just hit me in a very unusual way. I, I had a lot to do today, in, in cor- including recording this show. I had um, I had another, you know, I do a weekly program, the Gary Zimak Show, too, and I had to pre-record that today as well for, for so it can be available for the weekend. And, and I had to do them both and had some bills to, to take care of. So the, the work was piling up. And... I just had the feeling that I, I wanted to just launch into the work. I just I got to record these shows. I got to do the work. And but then there were some some prayers that I, I wanted to say. And my initial reaction was I, I typically have prayers throughout the day that I you know I, I try to it helps me to focus on the Lord. I just like to spend a little time with Him at certain points throughout the day. And there was some prayers that I I wanted to say. I thought about it this morning. I thought like yeah I'm. Go spend some time with the Lord in the afternoon. But my initial reaction was, I don't have time. I've got to get to work. And then I remembered what I was going to be talking to you about today. And I just, I paused and I said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to spend some time with you first and trust that you're going to give me what I need to get my work done. And, you know, it was really funny that it would hit me today. But I, I always seem to have that tendency to want to keep working to not spend the time, to just pause, and as my former spiritual director used to call it, just waste time with God. You know? That's what it seems like, but it really isn't. Any time we spent in the presence of the Lord is never wasted. And I did that, and it worked out. And I was able to have a lot of peace while I was praying before I started doing the shows because what we need to remember is that what Jesus said in John fifteen five. Apart from me, you could do nothing. You know? And I've learned that. And I felt it. And I've tried to do it without him. And it doesn't work. You burn out very quickly. The thing about Martha is, what would have happened? And I can't say conclusively, because I wasn't there, but what would have happened if when Jesus was welcomed into the home of Martha and Mary. What about if before Martha started working, she hung out with Jesus for a little bit, just like Mary was doing? In other words, just like, you know, you wake up in the morning before you hit the ground running, you say some prayers, you spend some time with Jesus. What would have happened? Again, I can't say for sure, but I can speculate she might have been less stressed she might have been less anxious and less troubled. Because maybe Jesus would have said to her, Martha, it's okay. I don't need a special meal. I would rather spend some time with you. The house looks great, Martha. You don't need to do any more cleaning. You know, He could have had this discussion with her. 
But she was so focused on the work. And, and she probably had good intentions. She wanted to, to get to, to serve Jesus. It's a great intention. But she neglected to spend time with him first. Or maybe take a break midway. And sit with him. Because ultimately, Jesus didn't want a spotless house and a good meal. What he primarily wanted was to spend time with his friends Martha and Mary. They were close friends. And I think that's what he wants from us. So, if you're looking for peace, even though, look, let's face it, those of us who tend to be warriors, we like to be in control. And that means if there's, un, if there's work to be done, it's hanging over our head. We don't like that, right? We want to get it done, and then we'll relax. But unfortunately for many of us, we never find the time to relax because there's always something that has to be done. So I have learned in order to have peace in my life, and I'm still very much a, a work in progress here. I don't have this mastered, but it's, it's getting better. I think the Holy Spirit's leading me, making me realize some things. I have found that starting my day off with prayer, the amount of time for you, for me, it may be different, but some time spent in prayer, thanking God for letting you wake up and asking for the grace that you need to get through what you need to get through that day, that's important. Some scripture in the morning is great too if you're able to do it. Very important. And you're going to be a lot more peaceful if you start doing that and make that a habit, you know? And then throughout the day, if you are able to take a break, and, and I'm not saying take a break at a critical time when you absolutely are under the gun to get something done. The Lord understands we have deadlines. But if you're able to pause throughout the day for some period of time and just spend a little time with the Lord, it can be a matter of minutes, you know, and ask for the strength. Maybe you have a tough meeting coming up. Maybe your kids are getting on your nerves today. Maybe you're a caregiver for your, an elderly parent or a spouse. Whatever it may be, to take some time and ask the Lord to give you the strength you need. I guarantee that will be time well spent. But again, for those of us who like to be in control... It just doesn't feel right. It's hard for us to do. But I I would suggest that you force yourself to do that. And when you do that, I think you're going to be more peaceful. And I also think you're going to get more done. Because you're not going to get it all done under your own power. That's just my two cents. But this is just a great story. And, and you know, it's... um, I, I like what I like about this story too, uh, other than the fact that it's a great message for those of us who tend to be anxious. The world can very e- easily get us anxious if we're not careful. If our eyes are too focused on problems, you know, and too little on the power of God and His love for us, that's a recipe for anxiety. It really is. Turning on the news first thing in the morning, not a good idea. It's just not. If you need to be informed, say your prayers. Say some prayers first before you turn the news on. Enjoy that peace. I don't know if that's God's approval or not, but I hear some thunder in the background. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting a little nervous here. But anyway, um, do that. Make it a point to, before you, you plunge into the things of the world, whether it's being inundated with, with the negativity on the news, going on the internet, you know, checking Facebook or whatever it is, whatever, whatever, whatever weakness you may have. We all, I, I have that tendency too. It's very hard for me not to wake up and check my emails. That's the first thing I want to do. And, and you know, and it's, it's really, really tough for me. I just want to start scrolling. But I've, I've done that before. And oftentimes, before you know it, you're scrolling through email, you're on Facebook, you know, you're on Twitter, you're, you're on uh, YouTube or whatever, and you, you forget about your prayers. So I recommend first thing you do in the morning is make it a point to spend a little time with the Lord. Just give, give thanks for a new day and ask for the strength to meet the challenges that you face. And it, it can only be, a, if you want, it, can, it only has to be a few minutes, especially if you're hard-pressed for time. But, but I think it really is important, and it sort of sets the tone for the whole day, okay? So that's, uh, that's, what we, uh, that's the topic for today, and I look forward to joining you again tomorrow on the program as we continue this week focused on taking our eyes off of the problems that are right in front of our nose. Very hard to escape from, they're right there, but this week is devoted to changing our, our focus, taking our eyes off of the problems and getting the focus back on the Lord, which essentially is what Mary was doing when Martha was running around. Her focus was on that work that needed to be done. In the meantime, Mary appreciated the presence of Jesus. As as has been said, Martha invited Jesus into her home. Mary invited him into her heart, you know, and that's that's really what we need to do. It's one thing to work and dedicate your work to the Lord. But generally, when you begin to become stressed about it, even if you're volunteering at church and obviously you're just starting to get overwhelmed, that's a sign to take a break. When you're anxious and troubled about many things, then you're falling into that Martha category, and that's a sign to take that break. Um, Thank you for joining me on the show today. I hope you have a fantastic night. God willing, I hope to be back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. And you know the deal. If you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. If you have any troubles, uh, if you're having troubles with this program, if you're starting to run out of gas and, you know, it's not working for you anymore, I urge you not to quit. I urge you to push on. And if you need me to encourage you, email me. Gary at followingthetruth.com. I expect it. Listen, I expect the, the, the devil to try to get us all to quit. There's been days that I didn't feel like doing recording this program. I'm too tired. I got too much to do, you know. But I'm not going to give up because I know the Lord wants me to do it. And, and I know he wants you to complete this if you can. But if you have questions, just email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Again, have a wonderful night. I'm going to keep praying for you. Please pray for me and everybody else going through this Give Up Worry for Good program. And uh, as I said, good Lord willing, I'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a fantastic night. Bye-bye.